0: Welcome to the Maven's Do It Better podcast. And now, your host,
1: Heather Newman.
0: Okie dokie, we are live. Hello, everyone. Here we are again for another Maven's Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world. And uh, I should say, light to our world. I don't know, you're going to say it better than I do. But I, I have Ryan Duguid dear friend colleague on today who is will you say world for us in your act
1: world yeah Thank there you, you go <laughs> perfect that's right an extraordinary gentleman of the world oh there you go. music others do it better than me but you know uh, we'll try. We'll see how long we can keep it going for the duration. Oh, I love it!
0: <laughs> Perfect. That's so good. So
1: my mom will my mom will listen in and say he's faking it. He's, oh. He doesn't do it like that anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, hi, Ryan's mom. Your son is awesome, by the way. So yay. Well, cool. Well, Brian and I have known each other for a long, long time. Worked together, played together um, at Microsoft and at various incendiary sundry companies that we both have worked for. And he is one of my favorite people. And has got a beautiful tech mind and create is super creative and doing all kinds of things so i just wanted to have you on and chit chat about kind of we all are in the middle of the pandemic and uh but also chugging I
1: shouldn't the smile i shouldn't, I shouldn't smile <laughs> it's a pandemic i know like, <laughs> like
0: gosh it's so bizarre um yeah, so, uh, but I wanted to have you on because we've been trying to do this for a while and so I'm excited and I take it you're doing everything from home right now, yeah?
1: I, I am indeed. Uh, you know, we have the, uh, you know, the we were the first and best in America here in uh, Seattle and, uh, you know, that I think led to us being the ones who went to stay at home. I, I know San Francisco technically did it first, but yeah. at scale... Uh, people staying at home, companies, right, huge thanks to uh, the major employers around here, you know, Microsoft, Amazon, uh, Facebook and the likes mm-hmm. all went out early with working from yeah. home yeah. and uh, schools went early and, and it's playing out, right? Much like California, you can see the results. There's still a long way to go, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm doing my part. I do go out for a walk once a day with a family. Go out for a, a four mile walk around the neighborhood and we all stay like in separate four you know six meters no not six but six feet apart two meters apart yeah uh for the metric folks and um that's kind of funny walking down the middle of the road when you're passing other people eh? Yeah. but yeah it's you know uh it's a novel time for sure
0: yeah absolutely how is it going with the kids at home i mean you you do with your kids at home a lot anyway but how's the school stuff going
1: yeah you know uh I'll go officially on record with it. Like I've got one one kid who is, you know, geeking out in a big way about it. So He's a planner, a scheduler, and he's got it all mapped out. And He's right. doing the, the schoolwork, then the lacrosse wall ball, then the base practice, then the singing lesson, then he's going for a four-mile run, and he's doing all that. Uh, and I've got the other one who, uh, you know, school's not his favorite pastime, I would say. So he's been uh, resisting it a bit, but at the same time, he's been – you know the skateboard, the scooter, the mountain bike. Uh, working on the the balance, the tricks. He's out in the trampoline, backflip, front flip, missed these three sixties. He's got trampoline skis. He built himself wow. a trampoline skateboard. So he took a skateboard. He uh, he stripped the wheels off. He taped it all up, and he practices on that. And then he made his own skateboard. So he like got a block of wood. Cut it out, drilled it out, and he's built his own skateboard and put the old wheels off the other one. So he's wow. so they're, they're both doing their thing, you know. But okay. a, um adjustment, like probably like everyone, in the first couple of weeks is occurring around that whole day. Like, do you mind not doing that? Because you know, and and of course for Emily's like, you jokers aren't supposed to be here during the day. I'm supposed <laughs> to have peace and quiet, right? <laughs> yep. Funny games. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. So. You gosh, we met I don't even know how long ago,
1: 2000 and blah de blah. Yeah, Um, yeah. 2008. I think, yeah, uh, 12 years ago.
0: Yeah, Yeah. uh, Ryan was uh, on the enterprise content management team at Microsoft.
1: Yeah. I think I was the enterprise content manager at yeah, yeah. Microsoft Day. No, that's not true. Me, uh, Evan Richman and uh Jean-Paul, right. Like yeah. Jean-Paul Gomez. That that was a tight combo that was. That was. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know who I actually talked to the other day uh not too long ago was Christian Finn.
1: Oh, I had um beers with Christian Finn. Just before the COVID shutdown, oh. first time we'd seen each other in a long, long time.
0: Wow, I think we must yeah. have talked around the same time because it was that was some, same same for us. So it was nice to see.
1: Yeah, you. he showed me pictures of his house burning down. Okay. That was a bit scary.
0: Crazy, yeah, that was <laughs> wild. I was like, "What happened?" I'm like, "I'm so sorry." Uh-huh. No, I was like, "That's just yeah, absolutely bananas." But yeah, gosh, and that team goodness we did a lot of uh, so i worked for ryan and helped him produce a lot of events at microsoft where we went around to a lot of
1: uh aim and arma
0: yeah arma
1: the records the records crew yes the records yep. crew,
0: third party stuff it was like e2.0 the gobain mm. conference
1: yeah oh I'm, god forgot that one i'm trying to
0: pull out so at km world
1: uh-huh. um
0: aim which i was a board member on you know and you, you've been part of that
1: you know, almost a board member. It didn't select me in the end. Almost. I am <laughs> Not that I'm bitter about it or anything because I feel like I could have added some value there. But, you know, I was not happy. Hey, you know who we, we should mention, too, just because we're going through the crew is uh, Trisha Bush.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Trisha Bush. She's so great. I, I haven't mm-hmm. talked to her in a, in a long while as well. But uh, Christian mentioned her and I was like, yeah. And Justin Shandu.
1: Oh yeah, Mr. Chandu, Yeah, <laughs>
0: back to him forever. So yeah. So, will you? Um. So you're you're a technology maven. You've been in and around technology, working at you know working, Nintex and Microsoft. And tell us, tell everybody about your humble start back in the day. Like, how about some origin story
1: way back? Humble start. Let's. So I'm a technology person. Let's look sophisticated. I'll do this with my glasses for those who can see. Now take take those off for a bit. We'll we'll put them back as we get into the sophisticated stuff so uh, yeah so let's do the who am I right Uh, origin story stuff uh, because the funny accent that we're joking about and I'll I'll, I'll throw one in here for uh, Alison as well chunky monkey right Um, now uh, so I'm from Scotland as you can tell by the accent and um, also because the accent will come and go you'll be thinking he hasn't lived there his entire life and and so I've been around uh, the world a little bit And, um, the, you know, the origin story is such that I I grew up in Scotland and, uh, and headed to New Zealand in my teenage years. And, you know, the biggest part of the origin story is my, my father who, uh, was actually would have been his, uh, 77th birthday, uh, in April, if he was still with us, uh, April 5th. So just a few days gone by. Um, but he most palsy person I know in the world, right? Um, in 1985, he decided that he was tired of Cold War Europe, and uh, if you weren't living there, it'd be a hard thing to understand. And he had a, a small, you know, family, two kids, mm-hmm. and he he wanted them to to grow up and survive. And so he decided to be far away from it as possible and moved us to New Zealand. And you know, in this day and age, people are probably like, "Oh yes, New Zealand is there. New Zealand's fantastic. It's a flight, two thousand dollars." Like in 1985, it wasn't quite that easy. And uh, so much so that the plane had to stop in Hawaii on the way there because it, it didn't have enough fuel capacity to go all the way from you know? wow. okay. Los Angeles. And um, he he took us there knowing he could never go back, or at least in his mind, like that was a one-way ticket back then. And, uh, you know, he's a pretty modest guys in the printing industry, blue-collar worker. And so it's not like it was an easy, you know, highly skilled laborer that had a, a, a job. He worked for years to get us the ticket there. And, uh, and that was a big game changer, you know, for me and, uh, it gave me a global perspective. It it exposed me to different cultures. And, uh, you know, I don't think I'd have traveled the world as much since if it hadn't been for that, I might've just still been holed up in Edinburgh, uh, looking at my lovely castle and thinking the world was magnificent. So, so that's sort of the, the cultural part of who I am, uh, family guy. I have a, a wonderful wife, Emily, two kids, Jackson and Andrew, Uh, 13 and 12 year old. And, uh, you know, I have an amazing set of friends like yourself. I, uh, you know, I like working in the software industry. I like, I love product. Um, I love trying to find ways to make the world a better place through, through the use of of software. Right. Um, and and by pastime just come off it earlier, actually training on my wee bicycle, but, um, I like cycling, mountain biking, road biking. And, uh, I love skiing. I'm a little gutted that the season's cut short right now. I got I had this um epic season last year where I skied 55 days. Wow. And I've never done any never done anything like that in my life. And I was up to 41 and I was going strong and I was like, yes, no, shut down. Uh it's so a first world problem that one is. And then uh, you know, uh also a bit of a Pilates fan. Which a little? Is, you know, a little <laughs> not something everyone does. And I and I and I actually um You Know not that I've qualified out with the training hours, but I am a certified uh balanced body Pilates instructor as well. So that's uh that's some not work stuff, and then the work stuff is um you know a bit of everything. But I'll pause there, you know, you should ask
0: some more questions, we
1: should discuss some more stuff. (laughs) I think that's a bit of how I got to here, yeah. And I'm somewhere, I'm somewhere in my 40s, right? (laughs) Me as well, there you go,
0: yeah. It's so, uh, I love learning so much about friends and people that are awesome in my life. I'm always like, oh, what a nice story about your dad, your dad. Mm-hmm.
1: Da. Um, yes, my, my father.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, well, and then.
1: I should show you, watch this, I'll give you, I'll, I'll do a wee thing, just yeah. pause, it's like videos and stuff, here he <gasps> is.
0: Oh my goodness. Wait, you say something, because the camera will go back to you.
1: The camera will go back to me now. Here we go, this is me and my dad, right? And I'm sporting at the moment. This beard is in a homage to him like that. So there you go. Love it. I think, you know, a lot of people do that. They're like, you look like your dad and stuff. And people are like, no, 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 no. I'm quite, like, I guess quite proud. I think the, the older I get, the more I look like I'm probably <laughs> like, that's okay. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I like my dad. You know?
0: Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. Uh, so many people I know that I care about I'm born on the 5th, 20th of April. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, So you i know obviously new zealand when did you start working for what what was the trajectory that brought you to microsoft and when did you start working at microsoft
1: oh yeah uh uh, so jesus the the, like so short version then with long version because you you sent me those magical questions right somewhere in there you've got this the turning points and you know what have you so the long version will hit at that point but the short version is uh Someone uh, gave me a very strong recommendation into Microsoft New Zealand um, at a time where I was thinking I really, I'd lived in San Francisco for a couple of years, Mm -hmm. uh, corner of Jackson Jones, Snob Hill, you know, uh, the swanky part of town. That's right. (laughs) And right right on the cable car, actually. So I know that ding ding really well. Mm. Um, The. And so, so we, you know, and Emily and I, we moved back to New Zealand, uh, got married and we kind of felt like we wanted, you know, we had more to explore. Um, Happy to be back in New Zealand and hanging out with family, but, but we had more to do. And I was kind of the one holding things up, right? Because she worked for Hewlett Packard in San Francisco and they were happy to bring her back when the time was right. Uh, and I was the guy that had just bounced around working in small New Zealand companies. And it's quite hard for those who are in America, don't quite understand, but if you haven't gone to a fancy American college and you haven't worked for a known company, it's actually to get into this. And so I figured I should do something about that. And lo and behold, a friend said, Hey, there's this job at Microsoft. It's a good fit, uh, what they call the TSP uh, various flavors of that, but tech technology solution provider. The rest of the world calls it a sales engineer, right? <laughs> and uh, and and I got in from noodling around with with SharePoint and associated technologies. I had been a Microsoft supporter for a long time. My academic background and early career is much more uh, Unix and and Java based, mm. but I'd made that switch. And so for me, it was like it was a dream come true. Like you know, yeah. biggest software company in the world, and uh, and it was my ticket to go work in America again, which was kind of always the, the the dream for me, you know, like that was, that was sort of work for a major company, build software that's used by billions of people and, and have a big impact. And so I worked for them and I had this genius idea that, you know, if I worked for them and I was really good and proved myself over five years, they might, someone might want me in Redmond. And it turns out that 18 months later, someone did want me in Redmond and wow. lo and behold, it all went from there.
0: Yeah. Wow. And a mutual friend of ours, Chris Johnson, had a you,
1: That's the long version of the story. Chris Johnson.
0: <laughs> hey, Chris, I see Jake. Yeah. I know. So, but yeah, yeah, but you and he kind of had a trajectory together for a bit and still mm-hmm. do, I think, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably for the rest of the time, I'd suggest. Um, yes, you know, he's uh he's the godfather of, you know, Jackson, uh, my first child and, uh, we're best man at each other's weddings. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we met in boy 1995, right? So, uh, 20, 25 years ago now wow. at the back of a lecture theater in Victoria university in Wellington. Wow. And, uh, it turns out he and I were both, Kind of rejects who'd gone and done other things and come back around to deciding. You know, we wanted to do computer science and we had to study math as part of that. So there's a bunch of like, you know, first year nerdy types sitting up the front. Yep. Me and him sitting up the back, and you know, he just had he had this kind of style about him, and and it's comical as well. I wish I had a picture of it because so he had like um this kind of scrappy old t shirt. He's wearing these white pants made of material. I don't know what you call it in America. You call it terry toweling where I come from, but it's just like kind of, it's like those sheets you had as a kid with the kind of looped.
0: Oh, terry cloth. Right, you know? like
1: terry cloth, right? It's terry. Like, he had white, white terry cloth pants. Wow. And uh, cool. and he had this satchel, it was a leather satchel uh, made by a company called X23. And and, and that, that was a, it was, started by a guy who'd been in jail and i guess that was x23 had something to do with his number or stamp or whatever and wow. um, he'd made good with this leather goods company and and that was like this 450 and fifty dollar bag and i'm like man this guy has got chops and uh and we just got talking and it, it you know, went from there and so he uh boy like he i i got him a job in a company that got him into a thing that got onto microsoft and he's the guy that pulled me into microsoft and then The comical part was he got the job up here in Seattle and and he he headed on his way. He was actually traveling with Vicky right through South America to head up here. And by the time he got here, called me up. How's it going? I'm like, actually, I've got a job up there, too. I'll see you in six weeks. (laughs) Ah,
0: I didn't know that story. That's great.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's fun how we have friends that we carry each other along.
1: You know what I mean? mm. Like... Uh, I'm fascinated by that right yeah, like the uh, you know I always want to look for the, the points in life like the defining moments and then the, the reality is there's so many you make trillions of choices right every day um, I always look for the people and the moments in time where you're like oh that hadn't happened you know and in both directions right sometimes I like to look at how I've influenced other people's lives and, uh, and but things like that so you know uh, like I wouldn't be here if he hadn't You know, found that opportunity and pulled me into it, and you know, so it's uh, yeah, those sort of big shifts, like where you that in life, who who's who was behind those, is always fascinating to me. Yeah,
0: absolutely, me as well. I love that. I mean, the sparks, right? It's like what takes you there, and I don't know. And sometimes, like, I think it's cool to pinpoint them, and that's something I love talking about on the show as well with people. And and I think it's also sometimes like the little things that we gloss over and we don't remember, but those actually have a huge trajectory on our lives sometimes too, even if they're small, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you, you know, you, we've, we worked together. Oh my gosh. We worked together for so long and so closely, you know, doing all those events and stuff. And then you had a, you worked for a long while at Nintex as well. Yeah. Tell everybody about that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, uh, I've just, I've just finished up eight years at Nintex. It's quite a strange world for me. Um, because, you know, It it, it worked to me. I, I go all in and uh, Nintex in particular, you know, the company, the brand, the, the, the product became a large part of my identity. I, uh, you know, I kind of felt as Brett and Brian moved on as the founders that um, in some part it was on me to carry, you know, forward, like almost like founder 2.0 or something like that. And so it's still a strange world for me. I've been out for, for just, uh, you know, a few weeks now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I keep sending. I find myself sending things to people like, Hey, did you see this on TechCrunch, Right. Or whatever. And they're like, why am I still looking at the, like, you know, it it was time for me to do something new. Why am I still looking at wacky workflow stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I think, uh, part of that is that, you know, Nintex was a, a really unique fit for me in part. Um, you know, cause I had, I had a, before I went to Nintex, I actually had a, I had a, an idea came about in a flight to uh, Houston one time. And, um, I had this idea for a cloud workflow, right? Like the, the time was just right. This is like 2010 or something like that. Yeah. Um, SAS is on the rise and, uh, you know, it, and there's just this massive integration kind of problem coming and not data point to point stuff, but right. how, how, um, business entities, right? This is the best way I can describe it. And anyone out there has a better term. I'd love to hear it, but like business entities. So like, you know, people and customers and clients and projects and facilities and, you know, you name it, assets, whatever business entities have a life cycle, right? They're, They're born, they live and they die and you need to manage that. And, and those, those entities, they're, they're, uh, affected by so many different systems. They interact with so many different systems and data moves around, people make decisions. And so I had this vision for this thing. And, uh, and and I and one option was go do it myself, and the other option was, hey, there's just these guys at Nintex, right? Like Brett and Brian, who I'd met, who it's an amazing company, and it's growing really well, and and I think they need to go in this direction, so I'll shop it to them. And uh, it turns out it was just just you know beautiful timing, right? Yeah. And uh, so I went there, done that. But but the driver behind that is like I'm an efficiency geek, like a um, you know, <laughs> yeah, you sure. just ask anyone like, if you watched <laughs> if you watched me, right? If you watched me in the morning in the kitchen, you'd be like, that's quite precise what he's doing there, right? Like minimum number of steps and how I can optimize everything and you know, grind the coffee while I get the milk, while I do then unload the dishwasher and things like that and take a spoonful of oatmeal or porridge, where I come from, by the way. <laughs> and um, and and so it's just a perfect fit. And so it's strange to get used to the idea of going to do something different but i think we all need to do that from time to time and after eight years um you know i felt like it was time for me to the, you know that you know it's like that we got this seattle thing right like i mean the people at Nintex have got this right uh alan and neil and, and eric is the ceo and you know hundreds of engineers like they know what they're doing uh, now and they know where they need to take it yeah. and i felt like you know it was time for me to go help some other Crowd do something interesting right
0: yeah absolutely that's so cool and you know it's like it's a lot of the old guard of like brett and brian and folks that you know came up and created companies, uh isvs independent software vendors and all of that
1: that's just such a weird term <laughs> I know, yes exactly right software companies
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh you know having kind of onboarded the first 60 back in 2001. And then sort of that was, they were part of sort of the next role, you know, of folks that came in um, and then, you know, eventually have often gone and done other things, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. with Hyperfish and then, you know, the lifetiles, and then, you know, people have different companies that they've spun off and everything, but it's cool also that we all kind of stay connected, even if we're not talking every day, you know, like, we're all kind of like, Oh, what's, who's doing what and whatever. And you kind of ask people to go along to the next thing. And yeah, I think I love, I love that you took a look at what you were doing and said, okay, it's time for something new, you know, and that's exciting. So kind of the, uh, in front of you is a path that hasn't been written yet. You know, it's
1: exciting and scary. It's <laughs> funny that it's like, but see, see, here's the thing, right. I mean, this, and this was, a, this was part of the challenge with it. It's uh, family, right. Yeah, right. And, uh you know, if you go and when we are long. So if you, if I take my time at Microsoft and then Texas add that up it's 15 years, right? And, yeah. and I'm in my you know 40s. And um so it's a big chunk of my life yeah. hanging out with these people. And and it's a double-edged sword, right? Because in part it's your safe, happy place, right? And I think this is something everybody needs to think through and what what drives them, motivates them, and then in part you have other days where you're like, I gotta, I can't just stay here forever. Right. Like I I went, you know, um, events are virtual and all now, but the the last big physical one that I went to, um, you know, in Vegas, right. Um, which one is it? Is it that's, that's ignite, right? Not ignite. Ignite, Yeah. And, um, no, which, Inspire. WPC. Inspire. Yes. Yeah. WPC. Inspire. Inspire. Yeah, that's yes. that's the one where us at Nintex generously gave them that conference name. Um, the so and and I was hanging out with uh, Scott Jemison right? And yeah. um, he and I, well, I went to the I went to one of the parties, and you know um, the live tiles guys, they were doing their their band and everything it was awesome. And but I was sitting there and I was like, man this is like 10 years almost to the date since SharePoint conference 2009 there. Right. And I'm like, it's the same people. And it's weirded me out a little bit. And I, and I went back to my room, I was talking to, and Scott was coming down. He'd left and he's coming. He's like, oh, I'm going back. And, and neither of us got back there to start talking about stuff and kind of get to that point where, and this is one of your defining moments, right. Where we're both sort of like, it's sort of, it's probably time to be done with this SharePoint thing, right? Like there's, you know, we've done our part and, uh, there's, there's other things we should probably go do now. And there's plenty of people there keeping the dream alive. And I like checking in on it from time to time. Um, you know, I like to see Jeremy posting about the, you know, master data stuff being available in the graph API. I'm yeah, like, yeah. thank God. Like Jesus has only taken 10 years. Right. But, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, but no, I need to put that in, in a, you know, that, that's a, a, another part of my life and it's, um, yeah, you know, time to go try something different
0: yeah all right is there a sneak peek
1: what's on? is there a sneak peek uh not nah stay tuned day eh? um okay uh yeah there's 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 things brewing and um you know it's it's definitely going to be not uh not uh, not Microsoft stuff in the traditional sense. I don't think. I mean, it's pretty hard to work anywhere these days. It's not using Azure in some capacity, right? But yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. Well, I think you know, like my days as a regional director and you like, I, I think that's sort of coming to an end now. Yeah. And um, really just getting focused on product, and as much as you know, I think my job as a product leader is always made easier by the fact that I'm technical, um, sure. not as much as it used to be, but I'm technical. Uh, I think it is time to just really focus on product. And the more time, like towards the end of my time at Nintex, uh, the last couple of years, spent more and more time just really stepping back, right? I mean, for those who've followed me along the way, you know, chief evangelist, right? Um, allowed me to step back and look and work kind of on the business as opposed to in it and spend a lot of time looking at, the like how things go from i mean because all of us technical folks are you like you can build anything right and um many things are built that go nowhere and i i don't have uh time left in my life to build things that go nowhere right Mm -hmm. and so the things i build have to have an impact they have to be purposeful meaningful and to drive that you really have to look at how you build that, how you take that to your um, product marketing team, how you work with your overall marketing team on uh, on the messaging and the positioning and how it aligns to your brand. You have to work out how you drive sales readiness, how you get the sales team pumped up and out there pushing it. You've got to work on the the high level, you know, story in the market through the evangelism side of the business. There's just, there's, there's pricing and packaging. There's so many aspects to it that I think early in my Nintex career, was very, very product centric, right? right? Like just get the right, get the right thing built the right way. And then, you know, and then you sort of wake up at, at some point and go, Oh yeah, all that other stuff. Right. And you, you've, you're lucky. Or I was lucky anyway at Nintex that there were people paying attention to that. Right. And, but um, you know, I really feel, you, you know, sort of the, the, the back half of my career at Nintex was really focused as a product leader on being more aggressive and driving that as opposed to, you know sort of inwardly focused on getting the right thing built and I, and I think it is a it's a journey right because we were replatforming we're building a whole new you know netex yeah. used to ship dvds right yep. and we have to look up a cloud cloud provider and so you have to right? and so you have got to go inward for a while but um finding that point to to make that shift is is quite crucial
0: yeah and you're i mean you're also a really heavy duty marketer too you know, yeah. you are, I mean, you know, like being someone that does that on a daily basis too, but like you, for someone who is very product centric, like your marketing brain is big, you know? And I, I think we always had a lot of fun. Thank you. <laughs> it is. Well, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. and it's uh, that actually uh, like working with people like yourself actually made that more apparent with time, right? Like um, I, and it's actually in part, it's actually part of the intake's journey, right? Like along the way, uh, for my sins, I sort of, I I took ownership of product marketing uh, myself and another, another great SharePoint guy from the past, Alberto Sutton. Yeah. You know, at some point we, he and I had to divide and conquer, right? So we were both sort of doing the same thing mm-hmm. with different parts of the product portfolio. And you know, for anyone who's been in a company that's grown, you know, I joined at 80 employees. I left at 500 and something. Right. Yeah. And you have to change and adapt and evolve, right? And, and and how you structure the business. And so so we had, you know, kind of the portfolio split. Um, right. He had workflow, I had forums and what have you. Gotcha. And eventually we sort of had to go, that's not going to scale. And so you, Alberta, you take marketing. I mean, like truly like corporate brand events, you name it. Um, and that's a lot. And yeah. I'm going to take product management, but I'm also going to take product marketing because right okay. now I really want to make sure the stories we tell are, are on the money. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and all that we weren't great, but like there was definitely at that point where I kind of look at stuff and go, you know what? The story here is so good right? And this is, this is really where you want to be as a, as a product person. Yeah. The story's so good. The product's so good that we don't need to make things up, right? Like we don't need fancy words and lots of copy and all that kind <laughs> of thing. Like we just need to like Nintex, best workflow for SharePoint yeah. delivered through forms and workflow and connectivity to other systems. And so we're like, you know, get your missing oh. and positioning framework out and be tight. Yeah. And Well, and repeat I it just, over and over
0: again. Workflow for everyone, a workflow, you know, like all these different things. Yeah, like, uh-huh, over uh-huh. over, and, over <laughs> and over again. The big X, the whole thing. Like, I remember when it came yeah. out, and I was like, oh my God, that looks amazing, you know? Uh,
1: and uh-huh. everybody wants to do is funny with that stuff because, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, uh, I turn up at one point and go, why is the copy on the website different from the flyer at the conference? And it was just like someone felt like they had to create some different thing. And I'm like, no, just yeah. like create that, you know? And I tell you what, like, uh, I do quite a bit of advisory work these days as well, right? Like, yeah. it's amazing how people fight the basics. Sit down, write a messaging and positioning framework, mm-hmm. make it tight, make it truthful, and if it takes you more than a day, something's wrong, and come back and see me, and then everything emanates from that. Yeah. And you say the same words over and over again, and you don't, you you know, it's really, but, but I think you know, the problem is, because in Microsoft, it's changed, right, granted, but I mean, back in your day, my yeah. day, I mean, it was about content. Yeah. Let's create more content because that's what we're paid to do. No, yeah. you, you know, you're not paid to do content. You like, you're paid to articulate the value proposition to the market, such that they'll exchange their dollars for your benefits, right? Yeah, right. And yeah. So yeah, I don't know. But I don't they think do have these marketing
0: brains. So there, you know. Yeah, it's all about telling stories, right? Truth. Right. What business problems you solve. Figure out what your messaging is. Don't make it too yeah. long. Yeah. <laughs> Repeat it yeah. over and think, over again.
1: I mean, this, this, you know the you know the guys I'll do. I just shout out for them, right? Because they they've helped me quite a bit along the way, virtually and and actually face some face FaceTime as well as company called Drift, right? You'll all know them because it's that wee robot that pops up on websites everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, David Cancel and 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 Elias and um, Dick Gerhard, who's who's moved on since, but um, to to Privy, I think it is. But these guys really push that story is just like tell stories, be authentic, yeah. know who, know the problems you're solving, you know, old school product marketing, old school product management. And, and it, to, to me, is a breath of fresh air, right? And I'm like, be like that. You know, it's not yeah. hard, mm. not rocket science. You can read all the books and should read all the books in the world, yeah. but then synthesize it and, and then just do your thing. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like the, uh, Donald Miller, Story brand stuff. I like his mm-hmm. methodology, and but it's the hero's journey. It's like Joseph Campbell. It's like you know um, Aristotle. <laughs> you know, <what> I, mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, like
1: yeah, I've been telling the same story since the dawn of time. Right? I mean, kind of, you know, <laughs> like
0: they meet, they fall, they fall in love, they fight, they what you know what I mean, like whatever. So yeah, it's things have gotten awfully complicated and noisy.
1: You know? Yeah, I like the heroes and villains thing. I bring that up all the time, right? Yeah. Like, you know, who's the villain here? Like, the villain is inefficient process, okay? <laughs> how, who yeah. and our hero, the citizen developer, is setting out to slay the inefficient process. Absolutely. Right?
0: Like I mean, how do we
1: put them at the center of you know, like that?
0: I know. I was like, did you ever? Uh, so the little golden books, you know, those such kids' book. Mm-hmm. So like, like that to me you know, is like, the, like, it's like kind of like that. It's like, okay, let's open this up and let's tell the story. <laughs> you know I mean? It's kind of like, I don't know, or, or the choose your own adventure novels, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. Do you know those still have a copyright on that and you're not allowed to say that phrase in anything?
1: Did you ever do the thing where you sort of have like five fingers in the book, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just in case you don't like where you get.
0: <laughs> totally. I was like, no, I didn't want that one. And then
1: yeah, you go back. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: I loved that as a kid for sure. Yeah, you and I were similar in uh, our generation as far as like how we grew up in very obviously different countries. But yeah, we've, I think, you know, I've talked before about some of that stuff. Didn't you have, a, you had a London stint too, right?
1: Mm, yeah, i me give you the cities, right? Because I was, I was making note of those earlier. So uh, there's like, I've sort of, I'll give you the actual lived and worked and then there's a couple other places that are sort of near and dear as well. So uh, obviously uh, Edinburgh, although that was kind of after the fact right because i left there i wasn't working there when i was 12 that's for yeah, sure yeah, yeah. um but uh edinburgh uh, uh we worked with the bank of scotland there for a while when i was traveling backpacking around right. um but uh wellington down in new zealand mm-hmm. uh from wellington i went to new york um right. yeah. feel for the people in new york right now i know uh from New York, I went to London uh, because, you know, and, and here's that journey is quite funny. So uh, my now wife, who wasn't then, she moved from Wellington to Rotterdam and uh, the whole New York hypothesis was it's closer than New Zealand, right? <laughs> and um, she wasn't expecting me, by the way, she was probably not counting on me chasing around the world. And, um, and then once I'd kind of, you know, got to New York and flown her over, uh, we'd hung out for a little bit. Then I'm like, London's closer than New York. <laughs> so I'm like, I so I told, I told the guys, I told the guys I was working for. I'm like, I think we should have a London office, you know, like that. And um, and then from there to San Francisco, that was that was driven by Emily, right? She got the job with yeah. Hewlett Packard, and that, yeah. and I was really happy to follow her and support her with that. Then back to Wellington, then up to Seattle, and um, but then with the Nintex connection, uh, I spent at least two of the last eight years of my life in either Melbourne or Kuala Lumpur, Yeah. And uh, amazing friends, you know, yeah. uh, near and dear. That's a bummer. You know, one of the biggest challenges leaving in is like, it's going to be hard to see those people. Yeah, so, No, you know. Yeah. Um, for sure. But yeah, so I bounced around a wee bit. Yeah. And uh, I was supposed to be Seattle. I was supposed to be three years. <laughs> it's been almost 13. Uh, wow. So, so this is a nice place, you know.
0: Yeah, it is. I yeah, I lived there for 10 and went to college, UW. So yeah, my... Big, big, big hearts for Seattle and New York and London and all the places you mentioned that yeah and hey Emily hey Em by the way
1: yeah she's out so somewhere but I told them I was like uh, dad's recording oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't come walking like past it's like I'm surprised I haven't seen like small child walking. yeah,
0: I know. Doing yeah it's like on all the calls right now I i welcome and love. I, even before all of it I'm like you know what like if the kid comes in or a dog comes in or say you know like, I work from home it, you know I've been working from home since 2006 so to me you know it's like stuff happens you know and sometimes a siren goes off when it goes by and you know what I'm not in a soundproof studio you know I produce yeah. this myself so uh, with Annalise of course shout out to Annalise I don't produce it myself but you know what I mean like she's the producer but I record them you know so it's one of those things it's like
1: you know, what it is. the dogs cracked me. The dogs cracked me up. I've had two dogs in my life. And, yeah. um, uh, my first one, I uh, inherited the second one, but my first one, uh, she and I went through the, the training She bought a collie. Right. And so I invested uh, heavily and as did my parents probably as well. Um, but I've been super well trained dog, yeah. you know, and, uh, well socialized around other dogs, they're not jumping up on everybody and licking yeah. their faces and barking. So, so I have a, so I'm quite particular about it, that stuff. Where I'm like, I like my dogs well trained. And think- unwell trained dogs to me is not the dog's fault. So I tend to have issues with dog owners, not dogs. But um, you know, when the barking thing cracks me up. So like, the only time my dog, i like, I my dog was trained to bark. Cause my grandmother lived with us. Right. And, uh-huh. uh, we were out my way and my dog was trained to bark. If someone came, you know, within a certain proximity of the house right, right during the day. So my grandmother would know. And, um, but that was about it. And so sometimes I'm like, you, who are these people? Can they not train their dog to stop far? were <laughs> like, this cracks me that kind of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, I've got a dog in the background. But it's funny now because now, now everybody's got a dog in the background or something, right? I'm yeah. like, yes, that's the new normal. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. It certainly is. Oh, my goodness. I'm not, I'm trying to think of what else to ask you, but I think we're, we've been talking for a really long time and I'm so happy about it because I just needed to catch up with you anyway. <laughs>
1: you can make cuts, right? Well, there's one. So there's one, there's one I have to give you, right? Because yeah, we me. talked. 'Cause uh you know, we talked about my dad, right? And we talked about uh yeah. CJ and uh, and I mentioned wife and kids and things. That was all good. But uh but one of your questions, right, was about so you you talked about origin story and stuff. Yeah. So probably worth the um like the quick version of uh the the other person that that most of it kind of uh originates around, right? So my <laughs> uh connection i didn't make i talked about living in san francisco um but the connection there is my grandmother's sister moved there in uh 1940s end of the war wow and uh i i come from quite a small family right lots of only children and stuff and um and so my grandmother's sister uh, and she raised uh, three kids there so i have three sort of second cousins or however you want to pick it and uh i always had this affinity for the place the first time i visited there was 1981 when there was just orchards and stuff, right? Yeah. She lived in Redwood City up in the hills. right? And uh, right near Joe, Montana. Uh, that was her clink of fame. And I grew up on 49ers swag and all that kind of thing. Now I'm a Seahawks person, by the way. But, uh, you know, however, I was okay with a 49ers being you know, like that. Yeah. And uh, I, on the way back from traveling around Europe, so I went in 1994 backpacking around and stuff. And I came back um, partly through studies and stopped in San Francisco and uh, stay with cousin will and cousin will has been hippie artist, um, phenomenal guy with an incredible life story uh, and his partner, Rebecca. And I stayed with them in Oakland in this old converted fire station. Ooh. And i tell you what, it's like shady ass part of town. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and we hung out and they'd, they just like, you know, right place, right time, right. People had right. gotten into the software world. This, this software world was recognized and user experience was a thing. Right. <laughs> and, um, and the artist could potentially help with that. And uh, so he got himself this gig as creative director at Intuit working on you know Quicken. Okay. And wow. and he was showing me all the stuff he was doing to try and make software easy to use. And he's like, you should get into software. And if you get into software, you could, you know, come back to San Francisco and I could probably help you out and stuff. And I was like, right, that's it. And uh, mm-hmm. and I went back and, I, and I, um, I canceled a bunch of classes and I signed up for computer science and I finished psychology. Uh, degree and I have uh, two papers short of an arts degree in philosophy um, but, uh, but I did the computer science thing and the, you know the coolest experience because you know we talk about those moments yep. the thing I love is if you can share that back later on and then it was incredible for me to be able to you know having moved up and I kind of alluded to you know with the Microsoft thing like hey you sort of put this in motion and, but to get to a point in my life where I say you know because of that moment that's what brought me into software. That's what made me want to go work at Microsoft to work on stuff that touched millions, hundreds of millions of people that led me into Nintex that led to, you know, for that comes in terms of like my career and, you know, my my financial well being and stuff. And, um, and like, this is because of you, right? Like he did this thing and he, you know, he, um, he doesn't have kids. Oh, actually that's not true. He has a kid. So he doesn't have kids. He has a kid. Um, uh, but um, you know, that that that's from a like whole other story. Um, but you know, and so I feel like he he's sort of like my surrogate dad, right? And yeah. hopefully he feels the same way about me. And so it's it's really rewarding to be able to say, like much like I did with my dad before he passed as well, like this wouldn't have happened without you making your choices in life. And um so yeah, that's that's kinda that's the the origin story, the real origin story, the software thing. Yeah.
0: And, that I was okay. like that's that's my usually my last question, the spark question, and maybe you just answered yeah. it. Yeah. Like of who seats you in today? Who you are? That moment? That person? That place? That thing? Book? Whatever. It sounds like well, yeah. Will is that for you in many ways? Like, yeah. We all have more cousin, than one, but you know, my cousin
1: Will Tate, the artist um, known as and uh, well, yeah, the interesting like the the other one is Emily, right? Because yeah. somewhere along the way, when I met her, uh, and I was trying to impress her, right? And uh, one night she says to me, uh, what's, and this is super early on when we're getting to know each other, um, we'd been working on our project together and that had wrapped up. And so we we're kind of um, hanging out a bit. She's like, what's your purpose? And I'm like, man, I've got to have a good answer to this. Otherwise I'm hosed, you know, because uh, uh, sure. <laughs> it was obviously pretty important to her. You know, she's working in a nonprofit organization, trying to drive change in the world. and. Right. Um, and here's me like, well, my purpose is kind of making money and stuff, it's a bit tragic, but uh but it actually got me like it got it took me back to my roots, right? Like I was working just kind of billable software guy, right? And uh enjoying the benefits of that. And and it got me back to the whole hypothesis, which was I'm I'm not the person that's out front in the world. I'm not like um I'm non-traditional leader, I'm not public profile guy. Um, I don't go seeking that out, but I always felt like in the background, I could drive change. And my, my, my feeling was with software is that if you could, if you could do something that just gave, you know, lots of people a little bit of time back or made them a little happier or a little less frustrated, then you could have a scalable impact on the world. Right. And, and so I figure if your software hits like, like say Nintex, you know, um, eight, eight and a half thousand customers when I left um probably using the the product the platform to build things in any of those customers and through the partner channel you're going to get to millions of people but they're building things that touch other people right Right. and so so you're like your impact is in the hundreds of millions and if hundreds of millions of people every day go home happier spend more time with their family um, advance the cure for covid uh help people out who are starving in, in in developing countries uh, you know, wh- whatever it happens, whatever they do, if you can empower them to do what they do better, both at work and in their life, then you're you're on a winner, right? And yeah. I feel privileged to be able to work in software to have that opportunity, yeah. I think. And, and that- Emily pushed me towards that. That was kind of some, somewhat my answer back then. And then so it obviously worked, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. <laughs> Note to self. No, I mean, no, but seriously, what is your purpose is a, it's a big one. And it's great that Mm. you had a good answer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then I had to deliver on it, right? That was a problem.
0: (laughs) I think you're doing all right there, Mr. Good. Yeah. So yeah. Plus your name is Good do good.
1: Oh, you can't do that. it Too do do good. Come, uh, on. come no, on. You know, you know well enough. I know. About that, I know. I
0: know. <laughs> I'm playing. You know, my
1: dad's. My dad's friend growing up was uh, his name was Raymond Too Good, and so at school they were Too Good and Too Good, right? And um, <laughs> <No> yeah, <way. laughs>
0: that's fantastic.
1: I think Raymond's still around. Like he lives in South Africa or something like that. I don't oh, know. My but, goodness, yeah.
0: that's wonderful. Oh, yeah. well, goodness. So there's a. Um, I mean, there's always a chapter to be written, but. For, for sure a chapter to be written and a chapter to be written for all of us in this bananas time Yeah, and, you know
1: no way well we should do another one of these when 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 you know when, yeah. I, when I can talk more about what's being authored for the next phase and yeah What's you brand- know, the product journey along the way,
0: Yeah,
1: do like a, we can do that. We can do one of those. Not again, not that I want to be the sort of the the, the industry guy and all that thing, but I love talking product I know. and, uh, yeah. I reckon your audience, phenomenal group of people. Um, yeah. you know, that could be some good conversations there and, and you know enough yeah. folks to get on to give you different flavors of that. And I think to me, the world needs product, uh, mm-hmm. good product management and it needs it now. And, uh, the more, you know, those of us who have been fortunate doing it can contribute back to yeah. like the next generation and stuff the better, right? Yeah. So uh, maybe that's our next one.
0: Yeah, all right. hundred percent. I love it. Great idea. Sounds good. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yay. Yeah. Thanks for being on and
1: thanks for having me left it far too long yeah i know
0: and being such a great friend you and emily and love to the boys as well so yeah it's really good good.
1: yeah absolutely all right take care be safe yeah me too stay at home
0: (laughs) wash the hands all that stuff
1: wash your hands 20 seconds happy birthday to me oh no, i know <laughs> oh,
0: my goodness yeah it's, yeah anyway so yes so, and uh, i was like i was like i forgot we were on the podcast for a second i was like oh wait a minute
1: <laughs> wait a minute and another thing and another thing, <laughs> <laughs> another thing one one more thing only single ping ryan yes there you go
0: yeah absolutely well thank you darling appreciate it so all right dang, take awesome. care everybody that has been another episode of the mavens do it better podcast with mr ryan do and uh here's to another big beautiful day on the blue spinning sphere and here's to a safer day and a better day for all of us coming soon so thank you bye everybody the original music on this podcast was created by jesse case